With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Full Press NBA Podcast. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! Magic down the middle. Just what I thought. A hook shot at 12. Good! Bird up fake. Bird takes the shot. It's gone! Presented by Sportscaster.com and distributed by Snowman Digital Media. Here's Carnes. Let's one go from center court. He got it! He got it! He got it! Well, hello there, and welcome to the Friday edition of the Full Press NBA Podcast, your daily cheat sheet for all things NBA. I'm Brian Snow, bringing you the scores, the schedule, the updates, the news, the occasional rumor, and, of course, everything that happens with the NBA. I have different guests from time to time, and I got another great one for you here as I had a conversation with a fellow by the name who goes by the moniker of Barbershop J, my good friend James Smith. Stop by Snowman in the morning, and we had a great NBA conversation. You'll hear that in its entirety. First and foremost, we get to business. The scores from Thursday night go like this. The Sixers get their 37th win of the year. They beat the New York Knicks. By a final of 115-106, to 106, Tobias Harris had 34 points. Julius Randle had 30 in a losing effort for New York. New York 17-42 and 42 on the season. Pacers over the Portland Trailblazers 106-100. to 100. Demonis Sabonis making his daddy proud with his 45th double-double of the year. He had 20 points and 11 rebounds in the, lo- in the winning effort in Indianapolis, Indiana. The Sacramento Kings nearly stole one on the road. Danilo Gallinari had 24 points, but Shane Gilgis-Alexander's 20 points led the Oklahoma City Thunder over the Sacramento Kings, 112-108. to 
And in the final game of the night, the Lakers blew out the Golden State Warriors with the strength of a 40-point third quarter as they beat the Warriors 116-86 to to claim their first season series win against the Golden State Warriors since the 2012-2013 season. And y'all know I'm a Golden State fan. This could be the last time that the Lakers win the season series against Golden State. I explained it early in the week. I will do some more over the weekend. I'm going to add a couple of segments as this podcast continues to grow. I want to thank everyone that subscribed to the Full Press NBA podcast. You could do so on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I beg your pardon, as well as Google Podcasts, Spotify, and FullPressCoverage.com. Let me pause for a break, and when y'all get back, you'll hear the dulcet tones of one barbershop, Jay, a.k.a. James Smith. He stopped by Snowman in the morning to have a great NBA conversation. You'll hear that next on the Full Press NBA Podcast. All right, folks, I have been wanting to get this gentleman on the hotline for a long time since he and I have been friends because he shares the same thoughts that I do when it comes to the National Basketball Association. So you all are going to have to forgive me and my buddy in advance if this turns into a rant session. This gentleman is the host of uh, the Barbershop Sports Report, and he is James Smith, and he joins me right now. How are you, my friend? What's going on, man? Glad to be on. Finally, finally, I get you on here. (laughs) Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, you know, life is hectic, man. Yeah, it is. Went through some life changes this last year, and I'm still kind of, you know, trying to recover from it. But, you know, I'm alive, man. I can't complain, so... Hey, no complaints. Yeah, what it is. All right, let's yeah. let let let's get into this. You and I have been talking a while and we get a uh-huh. lot of pushback on some of the same things that we post about when it comes to the NBA. Here's uh-huh. a prime here's a prime example. Do these millennial fans actually know what a travel is? Of course not. <laughs> but you know, before we go any further, let me, of course not. Come on now, what's already understood, need not even be asked. Hey, uh, but before we go any further, I do want to just point out just a slight correction. It's, it's the shop report. The shop report. Is okay. What the name, yes, the shop report. And my sports moniker is Barbershop J. Okay. Just a little side note. I, Last year, Facebook and I got into whatever that we got into some sort of thing. I had another account. They locked me out of the account and told me I couldn't use my sports moniker anymore. Why, I don't know. So they forced me to use my uh, social security name, I guess. But, yeah, Barbershop J is my sports moniker. Okay. So I'm, I yeah. slipped I, I slipped on that. I apologize for that. But No, 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 man. You're good, man. It's all part of the industry. Yeah. Man, or the business, if you yeah. would. But, yeah. Um, Do people actually know what a travel is? And I point out no. two offenders frequent offenders james harden and lebron james of course of course (laughs) of course man listen (laughs) i mean 
here, here's the here, the sad part is, and I tell people this all the time, man. You know, we can have a we can differ. We can have a difference of opinion. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, and this might be a bad analogy, but I'm gonna throw it out here. You know, when it comes to ice cream, okay, you <laughs> might like Rocky Roll, and I might like butterscotch, whatever it is. Right. That's difference, okay. But the bottom line is, it's still ice cream. It is. You, get, you understand what I'm saying? It you is. can't argue the fact that it's ice cream. Exactly. So people try to act like what we're seeing the same thing, but you can you can say, yeah, man, you know, it, it's a travel, but they they ain't, they ain't calling it now. Okay, that's true. But to say, oh, they ain't a travel, and the dude then took forty five and. 45 steps. And then in the case of LeBron in particular, I can't even remember who they were playing, man, but it was a game. And they done posted it on Facebook a thousand times. The video, he was standing at the top of the key for 35 minutes. Then he going to walk from the top of the key to the free throw line and then start dribbling. <laughs> I think that was against Utah. making excuses. I want to say that was against Utah because I got that notification the next morning and I pulled it up yeah. and I looked at it and my mouth went through the floor. And my wife turned yeah, over man. and looked at me, and she says, "What did you see now?" Because she just saw this look yeah. on my face, and yeah. she feels the same way I do. The NBA has not been the same since the old school era went bye bye, when people actually yeah. knew the freaking rules, when people actually yeah. played the game for the love of the game. Yeah, I showed yeah. her. I showed her that exact clip, and. She looked at me and she goes, I know I don't watch basketball as much as you, but that doesn't look right at all. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, but at the end of the day, what's sad? He Go walked ahead, across sorry. the, he walked across the timeline, stopped his dribble, mm-hmm. took three extra mm-hmm. steps and then dribbled again mm-hmm. and no yeah. whistle. None. Yeah. Well, you know, the rest. Their hands are tied somewhat too, though, because they've been getting a lot of flack. You know, the NBA in, in general, they're doing too much. Mm-hmm. You know, this two-minute report. Uh, you know, in an effort, you you're trying to manufacture transparency, right? And that's what make you all the more suspect, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody wants, and then the fans, what they fail to realize is they are victims to the pageantry. Yes. You know, and and not the 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 point. The NBA ratings are down. I don't care what nobody say. You know what I'm saying? But I've been that saying seems to that come all and go year. in an instant. I've been saying I've yeah. been saying that all year. You and I have talked. I've been saying all year that the NBA ratings are going to be through the floor, and people think I'm crazy. Yeah. People still think yeah. I'm crazy. Like, oh, wait till the playoffs start. So what? Oh my goodness! They're still yeah. going to go. They're still going to be through the floor. Well, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you, I, you or I are either. But you know, the folks thought Jesus was crazy. So I mean, you know, <laughs> it, you know, it's far for the court. Yeah, you know I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, it's it's you know true. What I mean, but the but the but the problem, I think, in large part, is the fans in particular. Again, because you and I on Facebook, like you said, you know, we I, certain I once before I used to kind of respond to just about any and everything. Mm-hmm. But you had to stop doing that. Yeah, I really started reading the comments. Some things are silence that speaks the loudest. Mm-hmm. I don't need to say nothing on everything because yeah. you see. It's pointless talking to people whose opinions are subjective, but they act like they fact. You get what right. I mean? If you look at the <laughs> NBA now, um, in my estimation, yes, it's dunks and all. You get still got all of your, you know, the highlight elements that you had from back in the day. But mm-hmm. in terms of the nuances of the game, the fabric of the game, 
is sorely lacking. It is. Everybody want to put up these points, you know, who's a better player, as if though uh, how many points per game a guy average is the sole barometer or determination for how good or bad a guy is. No. Yeah. I say stop comparing LeBron to Jordan and who lost in the finals or who lost in the in the first round or whatever the case may be. I'm going to speak on that here in a second. But focus on how many bad possessions do you see in the today BA is what I like to call it yep, versus the, the, today the old BA. school NBA. Yep. Yep. You understand absolutely. What I'm how many shot selections you see are terrible based on situations. Cause see, that's what made the old school game different. And then again, these fans who want to talk about LeBron, LeBron apologies is what I call them. <laughs> and this whole thing going back and forth with Mike and, and all of this kind of stuff is oh, really you've seen me in the mid- You've seen me in the middle of those arguments. I bring out the facts and people still think I'm nuts. Of and course, I'm going, man. Come on now. And I'm I'm going, look, yeah. I lived through the Jordan era. I know what you guys are trying to compare, and there is no comparison. Trust no, there's me, none whatsoever. I've seen it. Unless you saw it. Unless you watched the era, that the golden era, as I like to refer it to. Unless you watched uh-huh. any part of the golden era from 1979 to 1998, you haven't seen anything. Period. Yeah. You haven't seen anything. Yeah. No, no question about it. That's why I, I don't even really go back and forth with people anymore because <laughs> willful ignorance is, is an affliction for which there is no cure. Man, that's But I will say this, though, about the NBA. Uh, my eyebrows have been raised a bit with Zion, Ja Morant, and some of this new crop of folks that's coming through here mm-hmm. because, in the case of Zion in particular, I was not sold on him complete, completely because, you know, I, all I, I never really got a chance to watch him play except yeah. for um, my son. is My oldest son is really, you know, he's into the newer, newer hoop. You know, he yes. knows all the shoes and all that kind of stuff. Right. And with my work schedule, he would keep me filled in on who was doing what, mm-hmm. you know, high school ballers and mixtapes and so on and so forth. Yes. So he kept talking about this guy, Zion. And I was like, man, you know, all right. So the first time I got a chance to actually watch him, was against Eastern Michigan when Duke was playing Eastern Michigan. Yeah. And they dominated Eastern Michigan. I said, oh, okay. Then the second time, I got to see them play against Duke against Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. And I see Hachimura, and I tell my son, if Zion is what you think he is, then we'll see, we'll see tonight because Hachimura it was no, nothing to play with back in Gonzaga anyway. Exactly. And he yeah. dominated, Hachimura did. So I said, look, man, I don't know about that. but But for whatever reason, his game so far, I'm I'm totally I, I didn't see that at Duke. I really didn't see that at Duke. And he has a fundamental game to him as well as John Morant. Yes, the NBA sorely needed these guys, man, because it's all three ball and nothing else. What have I said oh, often? You and I have talked often. What have I always said? What is the one word I keep bringing back to hopefully to this lexicon? Fundamentals. I don't see yeah. any. You know why Golden State no. gets hated on so much? Because the fundamentals they exhibit are within the 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 the, the parameters of their offense. You know why yeah. Golden State gets gets much hatred? Because Clay Thompson and Steph Curry have taken an anomaly, which is the three point shot, and they've turned it into a weapon. I've said it yeah. for five years, and yeah. people still seem to think you know, yeah, Golden State's down this year. But when you're down, your two best players. And you lose a third to free agency, and you got all the injuries that you've had to deal with. I've actually heard people say, "You ready for this one?" That Steve Kerr is a fraud as a head coach. 
Yeah, I've heard that too. And I won't sit here and lie to you. I give Mark Jackson more credit for that Warriors system mm-hmm. than I do Kerr. However, mm-hmm. however, Kerr's influence, if you would, I, I believe is more so like Phil Jackson's in that when Phil and Tex Winters were together. Right. Phil, and, and you can't underscore it now by no means. You really can't. Phil was more so a coach of ego than he was X's and O's. Mm-hmm. And that's I see more of Kerr than I do that. Not saying Ur, Kerr is not an X's and O type guy, right. but I see him more in the, in the way of how Phil was. Tex sure. Winter designed that, that triangle offense. He did. A lot of people don't know that. You know yeah. what I mean? And he orchestrated it too. You know what I mean? But uh, Phil kept Kobe and Shaq, you know, them personalities. Because mm-hmm. you can have all the talent in the world and have the best game plan for whatever. But if the personalities are riffing, then it causes a rift in whatever it is you're trying to do execution-wise, and you don't win. So you need that just as well, you know what I mean? But don't get it twisted. Golden State is one of them kind of teams. They don't – they just reload. They don't rebuild. They reload. They reload. And they're going to be loaded next year. forever. And and they're going to be loaded next year. This is what people don't understand. They're going to be loaded next year. I put a rumor out there, but I put a rumor out there, and you know the pushback I get when I put rumors out there and they actually become fact. In 2016, after the Warriors lost to Cleveland, and I got a whole bunch of flack saying, ah, the Warriors lost. They're not worth anything. Yeah, did you see the way that the the Cleveland Cavaliers got one hell of a stimulus package? If Draymond Green plays game five, it's a five-game conquest, and everybody knows that. You weren't supposed to suspend Draymond Green in the finals. You're supposed to suspend him in the Western Conference finals if you go by the letter of the law. But people yeah. don't want to, people people don't want to see that. I think you want you were one of the first to comment and said it's all about the money, and it's damn true. Yeah, it is all it yeah. is all about the money. People want to see a seven game series. Who would want to see the seventy three win Warriors? We're talking about two thousand sixteen, folks. Walk over the Cleveland Cavaliers, which they did three out of the first four games. I mean, the first four yeah. games were decided uh, except for Game Seven. I believe this to be correct. Except for Game Seven, every one of those games was decided by double digits. And it should have been a five-game yeah. conquest. It should have been a five-game yeah. conquest. LeBron doesn't go crying to the NBA like he usually does. And, yes, I said it, and I've said it multiple times. He goes crying to the NBA. Next thing you know, Draymond Green is facing a suspension he never should have faced. Period. Yeah. He never should have faced that suspension. But you know what, man? I, in all honesty, when I saw that, that definitely was significant. Mm-hmm. But I, I peel the onion back a little bit deeper. Style of play is my main, is the basis for my main argument for yes. what we're seeing now versus right. what I grew up watching. These guys, every day, all day, talking about working on their game. Mm-hmm. When you go to the gym to work on your game and all you're doing is working on your three-point shot, that's not working on your game. It really isn't. I, I'll give you an example of what working on your game is, what Lonzo Ball did. Right. He went from shooting his shot underneath his chin to shooting over the top, and it's mm-hmm. effective, highly effective. It Add is. in to the fact that he's a solid point guard anyway, Yeah. that Pelicans team might be here for a while. Just keep your eye on them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll so, give you that. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just not. You know, this, that series was more so the, the mindset of a hooper versus a guy who played backyard basketball when they having a barbecue. Is mm-hmm. if I get a lead, you're not getting it back. Right. The Warriors had a three-one lead, and if you go back and really look at that finals and how they started to lose that lead, they started to do things that I won't even say were uncharacteristic. They just started to do 
not respect the situation. And that's another thing about the era I grew up in. Every in the playoffs, especially, yeah, every possession Counts. mattered. Yep, every possession every possession mattered. You, you saw Steph doing stuff like Ginobili did in the finals. Mm-hmm. Who was Ginobili throwing the ball to, man? Exactly. Who was he throwing the ball to? You know, another said, thing. You know what, man? Arnold Rothstein. Yeah. yeah. Is what it looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. It, it does look. It, it does look like that. And here's another thing that really gets on my nerves. There are no centers. There are uh, no well, back to the basket centers. Yeah. And the game that went global now. Yep. There are you know, no back the to the is the is the is the is the key to success, so to speak. Yeah. I, I mean, there's. I, I grew up. First center I watched was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Captain Skyhook. Robert Par- Robert Parrish. Okay. Moses, Ma- Moses Malone. If you want to call him an undersized center, so be it. But he was a center, doggone it. We're talking yeah. about folks like Dikembe Mutombo, Alonzo Mourning. Hell, yeah. let's go a little further. Patrick Ewing, who was my first ever mm-hmm. favorite college basketball player. But then Michael Jordan showed up that same night in 1982, and that was that. I love both of those guys. Yeah. I love both of those guys. Yeah. Akeem Olajuwon. Don't forget Rick Smith. Rick Smith. Thank you, Rick Smith, the Dunking Dutchman. Yeah, don't forget Rick Smith. I mean, Rick Smith. And Smith's, while you're playing, Arvita Sabonis, Arvita Sabonis and, and, with the Portland Trailblazers. Anything about him, people don't realize he came into the league late. Yes. He was 30, he came, he was, uh, maybe he was in late 30, 20s, yeah. early 30s when he came into the I, league, man. I want to say he was 31 when he made his debut maybe with Portland. So. I think it was 30. Uh, I may be wrong, but he was 31 when he debuted. Okay. Back to the basket centers. Why were playing? Why are you playing around David Robinson? Yeah. Why are you playing oh, around I'm, Mark I'm Eaton? I'm not a fan of him. <laughs> uh, I can't understand David Robinson, uh, and it's, it's kind of somewhat personal because um, <laughs> uh, what they what Navy did to Cleveland State. Okay, they, I, well, I'm old enough to remember the 1986 <laughs> oh, NBA I tournament. I remember when, that. Yeah, when Navy beat Cleveland State 71 71 70. It was yep. real controversial <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, it was real controversial, I, man. And, and I you know what I mean? That. It just it was one of them. Man, I seriously, seriously, y'all gonna take win on that right there? Okay, whatever. No, because Cleveland State was going, they was running, they was they, yeah, just knocked off Indiana. Yep, they a just beat Indiana team. You and know what I'm saying? S- they were coming. And I want to say that, that was in. Start. I want to say that that was in Syracuse at the Carrier Dome. I want to say that was at the Carrier not, Dome. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember the venue. Yeah, I, rem- I just remember I, the moment. I believe, I believe it was the Carrier Dome where that upset happened, where Cleveland State knocked off Indiana. But, yeah. I mean, there's so much fundamentally missing. There is oh, so no much question. fundamentally missing with no the, question. with the NBA. And, no I got a lot of pushback when I said, and I will continue to say, the All-Star game sucked. And, you think this year's, I, this year's All-Star game? It's, for me, it's been that feeling since 2005. When the glitz and the light and the glamour started showing up. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about a game mindset, and I totally un- understand it. The game mindset was this for the All-Star game. Let's get introduced and let's go. You don't need the lights. You don't need the sizzle. You don't need the smoke. You don't need people introducing you. You just need the regular PA announcer who works at the arena to introduce you, introduce all the All-Stars, and let's go. Yeah, well, when I read the, um, and I talked about it on my show last week, or well, last two weeks, uh, the whole new format prior to actually seeing it play out. I, right. You know, my, my host and I, we were incredulous. Like, how they, what they, why they just didn't just put one team in purple and one team in gold, one eight and one twenty four. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Yep. You know what I mean? But in all honesty, as a purist, once I saw how it played out, I actually, like the idea, you know, give them incentive. And it's the first time in a long time, I will say, um, it seemed like the players towards the end were playing with more fervor. Yeah. You know, with more energy or more intensity. So I appreciated that. But again, man, you know, at the end of the day, basketball to me is just one of them sports where unlike football and boxing and whatnot, um, you don't always have to, you can be effective without really being in contact with somebody. You get what I mean? True. So having a respect for craft, like I said, it's too many guys who handle the ball, who have who are getting adulation, who are terrible at the free throw line. <laughs> you know, would you that repeat makes that absolutely again? No sense to me. Would you repeat you know, that again? Apologists. Wait a minute. Would you repeat yeah. that again for the folks in the cheap seats at Market Square Arena? Would you repeat yeah, that for me, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this this whole idea, man. Dudes want to be, you know, everybody wanted to be the, the, the a ninety nine on two K, but you can't <laughs> hit free throws. I, I I just don't get it, man. You know what I mean? You want everybody? Oh, he the goat. He the goat. But he, but you can't. And that's another thing about the whole Jordan bond mm. argument. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. One thing you could say about Mike, you could count on him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But you tell me right now, ask anybody, and I still have yet to get a response from anybody. Be honest. Can offer all the brown apologists, especially you can't even count on your boy in the moments that matter most at the free throw line. Nope. But he a go. Nope. Then they want to talk about how Jordan <laughs> lost in the first round, and this is how I, fast act with their argument and the philosophy and their logic is. Mm-hmm. It's backwards. Jordan lost in the first round. Yeah. But LeBron been lost in the finals. The operative word in I, both cases is lost. So how can yep. you point out one that lost and you your boy done lost? I would rather, I've had so many guests on this show. One of my dear friends, Cole Johnson, who's on this show often. Yeah, I like CJ, man. He and I, we got to get together. CJ and I, I'm going to get both of you together on this show. We're really going to break this down. (laughs) I love, I like it. I, I liken it to this. I would rather take my losses in the first round than the world championship series. And I do not Obviously. call it the final. I do not call it the finals anymore. After this past year, when Toronto beat Golden State, fair and square, by the way, for all you LeBron apologists, four games to two. It's a world champion. I, I've I've always called it the World Championship Series. More so after this past season, 2019. I would rather be. I would rather take my lumps and grow every year. And people, if you look at the scope of Jordan's career basketball career from 1985 to his first retirement in 1998 yes he lost in the first round three consecutive years to the boston celtics but starting in 88 he beat cleveland in the first round lost in the east semis to the detroit pistons 
1989, beat Cleveland five games, beat New York six games, lost in the East Finals to Detroit six games. 1990, beat Milwaukee in four in the first round. Um, won the second round against Philadelphia. That took five games. Lost in seven to Detroit. 1991, swept the Knicks, beat the Sixers, swept Detroit, won the world championship in five over the Lakers. This is what LeBron has been missing for his entire career. Progression. He hasn't had any. Yeah. He's a terrible GM, too. Uh, oh, God. And I saw people over there he's going to be running for president. I'm like, yeah, okay. Let me he, get some popcorn first. If he runs for president, I'll get the popcorn and the snacks. I'll sit back and watch this. I'll sit back and watch this election and laugh the whole darn time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the league is, I mean, it's just, it's such that, man, you know, it's, it's, you know, um, uh, again, I got two boys, 18 and 16, you know, mm-hmm. and they grew up hooping yeah. for their school and stuff like that. And, you know, we always sat down. They really didn't like me coming around to sit down and watch a game because, <laughs> uh, Kobe Bryant called it, may he rest in peace, him and his daughter and everybody that was involved yes. in that tragic accident. Yes, indeed. Kobe Bryant had a thing called detail. Yep. I wouldn't have I named it that, that. <laughs> but I have an appreciation for the details because. Yep. If you want to have the most success at what you're doing, then you have to study it like nothing else. Mm-hmm. When you're watching a game, what do you see? You have to base what you're seeing. Film study it should be, let me say it this way, it should be based on, in my opinion, yeah. the situation. What is this? And every situation is different. And when you run yourself through that situation in practice, when you get it to the point where it's purposeful, you won't panic. Exactly. You know, there's an expression that says practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Practice makes permanent. Mm-hmm. No man can be perfect at anything. That's why we make mistakes. Yes. And to try to say we we can be both is that's ludicrous. You know, you got either one or the other. And you make mistakes, you can't be perfect. Is my thing. Right. So don't even shoot for perfection. Shoot for for permanent. Mm-hmm. That means if I do it this way, regardless of the situation. Nine and a half times out of eight, it should turn out that way. Exactly. You know what I mean, now sometimes it roll, it, the ball go in and bounce out. Okay, well, mm-hmm. the law averages. All right, bam, it happened. Yes. But you, like you said, you get back up and you do it again, man. I just these new players, they want more, but they want to do less. Yes. But they want the same credit for the guys yes. who did the most. Oh God, that, yes. It makes absolutely no. None. Bleak, blankety, blink, blank blank, sense. Blank sense, exactly. <laughs> None whatsoever, man. You know, you know what's really sad? What's really, really sad? And I pointed this out to my sons as well. I said, let's go pick any day that, you know, the NBA, maybe four or five games in the NBA are coming on, mostly like a Tuesday or a Thursday. Yes. And it's maybe three or four games. I said, let me just look at the slate of games and tell me which one are you rubbing your hands together because you can't wait to see. Mm-hmm. None of them. <laughs> None of them. None. But guess what? None. Let the Philadelphia 76ers be playing the Boston Celtics in the middle of the season <laughs> in 1988 oh my or 89. And we made sure we did. Man, I used to make sure I did my chores and yep. all my brothers and sisters' chores. Man. You understand what I'm saying? Because I was not come trying to miss a moment. 
and these games now. And then the old Boston, the old Boston Garden. Of course, the old Bo- either the remember- Boston Garden or the Spectrum in Philadelphia. And it's, okay, it's, man, come on now. TBS on now. before TNT took the NBA contract, and I want to say 1995. TBS had the NBA contract because TBS had the NBA for a long time. Turner Sports had the mm-hmm. NBA for a long time. TBS was airing it first. When TBS, NBA, I mean, uh, NBC had, had games too. Didn't yep, they? NBC, uh, yeah. CBS had it for a while. I started watching it when it was on, when it was on CBS. When TBS would air a rivalry game, i.e., oh, I don't know, Pistons Bulls from Chicago Stadium, and the second game would be Celtics Lakers from the Forum. Not the Great Western Forum, not the Staples Center, but the fabulous Forum. Mm-hmm. My chores were done. My homework was done. I'd go to my yeah. sister Nicole saying, hey, you need, need any help with anything? No, I'm all right. Because when that clock moved to 7 o'clock or 8 in the Eastern time zone, game time. Game time. Game and you time. know what? Since when did... Since when did you know? Since its inception, when did League Pass start offering to sell or, or, or just yeah for folks to buy the, just the fourth quarters of games? When League Pass first came out, League Pass was twenty five million dollars for the yep. season. You know what I'm saying? Yep, it sure now, was. You can two ninety nine. You can buy the fourth quarter. And why is that? Ain't nobody watching them first through third. How many times have you watched the NBA game? With guys that everybody on one hand want to argue who in the top ten, and then on the flip side, the teams that both of them guys play on in a game, three or four or five minutes go past, and ain't nobody hit a shot. <laughs> huh? How many Come times? On, how many times have we seen that though? How many oh, times man. have we seen that in today's terrible, NBA? Man. How many times have we seen in today's NBA, like you said, a scoreless streak that lasts in upwards of five minutes? We can go through two media, and I've, I've been in, I've been at NBA games. We can go through two scheduled media timeouts in a full quarter, and no one has scored. I've seen it happen. Yeah, it's terrible, man. It is. It don't make no sense, man, but everybody wants to sit and rant and rave. I mean, I get it. I still watch it. Right. I love the sport. Yeah. You know what I mean? I grew up playing the sport, man. I grew up playing the sport at a time when, you know, how good you were could, was a lifesaver. Yeah, you, you could move through certain neighborhoods that you otherwise would, might not have been able to survive in had you got caught in it at night. You know what I mean, or in, at the wrong time of day. It'd be like, hey man, no, didn't you play in such and such park? Yeah, man. Oh, he he good, man. He good. Who got <laughs> nice jaywork or something? And I'm not patting myself on the back, and I'm just saying, you know, it's just a, it's just a, a respect for craft, man. You know, growing up, the these dudes nowadays, I'm, I had never seen nothing like that, man. Mm. I never seen nothing like it. Mm. These dudes working on that game, and everybody want to work on. It, it's it's amazing how everybody stays out on the perimeter on offense. Yep, it's just amazing to me, man. The yeah, overabundance the, of threes taken. The, the you know, first... going back to that Cavs Warriors finals. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think the Cavs and Warriors combined in game three or four shot like eighty one three pointers or something like that. It was something crazy. Goals. Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was, 81 insane. three point field goal attempts. Man. That's insane, man. Man, oh man. I'm glad I finally You're playing got playing the popularity and yep. not to the game. They're not playing the game. They're playing the popular they're playing to uh the popular mode. And yeah. that's just not that that just doesn't work. 
it just for me it just doesn't work i mean when and i and we'll close with this point because i gotta have you back on again when you had three-point specialists it was different craig hodges reggie miller steve kerr trent tucker for the knicks uh jeff hornacek when he was with the phoenix suns for a while hersey hawkins with philadelphia utah too yeah hersey hawkins in uh, seattle too. seattle yep andrew tony with philadelphia um oh the boston strangler yeah (laughs) anybody that remembers that nickname given to andrew tony remembers the year and i'll throw that trivia question out a little bit later on in the program He's the man in charge of the shop report. James Smith joining me, Barbershop Jay. We're going to use that mock on this show and give him the love he deserves. Man, it is a, is a thrill and an honor to have you on, my friend. And I got to have you on again. Yes, I appreciate it. You know, can I say one last thing though? Go for it. Those players back then, you say three point specialists. I think they just were good shooters. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Reggie Miller had a drill in particular. He called it the, the in and out drill, where he would go from two feet to five feet to seven yep. feet to ten feet to nine feet. This was a good shooter. He said yeah. that way. When I went out to the three point range, the shot it was, was basically automatic. Yeah, it was easy. It was yeah, easy. Appreciate you for having me on, man. Hey, thank you, brother. Appreciate the time. All right, all right. Have a good one, man. It, it, it just seems that. It just seems that the game has changed so much and not for the better. And that to this old schooler, as well as a few others, is a big, big problem. The NBA has got a big problem on their hands, and they have to find a way to solve it. And it's going to fall on the players, yes, but it's going to fall on some of the coaches, too. Got to take a timeout. Got more for you after this. Thanks to James Smith for stopping by Snowman in the Morning for that great NBA conversation. Got more coming up this weekend. Got Chris Pirtle scheduled to stop by, as well as Danny Thompson and Courtney Harden leading on to Monday. Now, Tuesday and Wednesday are going to be a little bit different, as I will be coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina, as I will be on assignment on Tuesday night at the Spectrum Center and, you know, just hoping to put a few things together. I'm hoping also that I'll have a chance to talk to one of my good friends, Bill Shonig, the longtime voice of the San Antonio Spurs. I'll keep you updated as that goes on. On to the Friday schedule. It looks like this. At 7 p.m., it kicks off the schedule in the association. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Orlando Magic start things down in Florida. A half hour after that, we go to Georgia as the Brooklyn Nets take on the Atlanta Hawks from the State Farm Center. Also, the Charlotte Hornets travel to Toronto as they face the NBA World Champions north of the border. At 8 Eastern, the Dallas Mavericks go to Miami to face off against the Miami Heat. At the same time, the Sacramento Kings go to Memphis to take on the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Oklahoma City Thunder hit the road after a big home win. They go to the league-leading Milwaukee Bucks. And the final 8 o'clock game of the night, the Cleveland Cavaliers go to New Orleans to take on Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. 
The Detroit Pistons and the Phoenix Suns, Phoenix Suns, I beg your pardon, play at 9 p.m. Also at 9 p.m., the Washington Wizards take on the Utah Jazz. And the final game of the night is at 10.30 Eastern time. It occurs in the Staples Center as the Denver Nuggets take on the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Clippers have a ways to go if they're going to catch the Lakers for the top seed. I heard a lot of ballyhoo about one Zion Williamson, how I should just be giving him the praise he deserves. Well, he deserves a little bit of praise, but don't anoint him the successor as the face of the NBA as of yet. When I did my snowman's take this morning, and actually I turned it into a going in segment, these are my thoughts on one Zion Williamson as... It's time to go Okay, let's get into it, shall we? Zion Williamson, starting center for the New Orleans Pelicans. The man they jettisoned Anthony Davis for. The man that's going to lead them into the future. The man that's going to make New Orleans a permanent fixture in the Western Conference playoffs and could possibly, possibly lead them to an NBA championship. Well, old snowman says not so fast, my friends. Let's Let's lay some ground rules. Or some ground statements. Zion Williamson is a fabulous athlete. Okay? I have not seen anyone that tall, that big, that mobile, that agile, and that lethal. All right? He's big. He's strong. He's bulky. He can play some basketball. Okay, he can play some basketball, and frankly, he plays it very well, very, very well. But before you anoint Zion as the new face of the NBA, as the face that's going to bring the NBA into the future, hold your horses. Wasn't LeBron supposed to do that? And then he got usurped by Kobe Bryant and now Stephen Curry. Who's returning, by the way? LeBron got usurped by Steph Curry. LeBron got usurped by Dwayne Wade. LeBron got usurped by Anthony Davis in many ways. And now LeBron is going to get usurped by Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson can be, can be one of the greatest to ever play the game. And this is coming from a gentleman who was so old school, it's not even funny. But before we do all this anointing, before we put all of this pressure on this kid who is a good basketball player, someone posed a question to me. And that question was as follows. What does he have to do to impress you? 
Well, the first thing he needs to do is to lose a little weight. He's in New Orleans. He's in a place, he's in a city, I beg your pardon, where food is the primary thing. Anybody know about Fat Tuesday down in New Orleans? The next thing he needs to do is to develop some footwork. There was a game that he played against North Carolina last year at Cameron Indoor Stadium in which he blew out his shoe, had an injury, and it cost him the rest of his season. He shut it down and got ready for the draft. And we pretty much knew he was going to be the number one overall pick. We pretty we pretty much knew that going in. I am going to say this. He is having a better start to his career than one LeBron James is. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get a lot of pushback for that, and I don't care. Matter of fact, I will say it again, and I will say it slowly. Now, for those of you LeBron stands, I want you to listen to me carefully. He is having a better start to his career, look at the stats, than one LeBron James is, the supposed king. And I stay, I still say supposed about LeBron after 17 years in the league because to me, LeBron hasn't proven a doggone thing. LeBron has been eliminated from greatest of all time discussion. In my eyes, LeBron never came close, but I digress. Zion needs to drop some weight. He needs to develop some footwork. The third thing he needs to do is to develop a consistent jump shot. And when I say a consistent jump shot, I'm talking about a consistent jump shot along the lines of a Charles Barkley who kept stretching out and stretching out his shooting range, kept stretching out his shooting range. He dropped a little weight when he got to Phoenix. He got faster. He got smarter. Now, to a lot of people, this will be an unfair comparison because Zion is only 14 or 15 games into his NBA career. But I'm going to maintain something that I've said. Actually, Gilbert Arenas said it first, which caused me to do a lot of video breakdown about Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is playing out of position. I'll say it again. Zion Williamson is playing out of position. Why you? Why do I say that, you ask? Well, it's pretty simple. On a few trips up and down the floor, Zion Williamson stayed in the backcourt. He didn't even make it to the frontcourt to play offense. And if he's playing the five, which is center, if he's playing the five, and he's running up and down the floor, 
playing defense and people extend their possession and force him to play a lot more defense, he's not going to have much energy on the offensive part of the floor. I see this coming. I will make this comparison. Does anybody remember the name Hashim Thabit? Seven foot three center out of Connecticut. There's a problem with Hashim. There was a problem with Hashim Thabit. And the problem with Hashim Thabit is it was his conditioning. I see the same problem with Zion Williamson. And if he doesn't take care of that soon, he's going to have a huge problem. And I will say it again. The biggest problem aside of the footwork, which can, which is going to be developed over time, aside of the consistent jump shot, which is going to be developed over time, with him dropping some weight, which is going to drop over time if he keeps running up and down the floor, the biggest problem that I see with Zion Williams, one of the biggest problems that I see with Zion Williamson is going to be his conditioning. Again, I referenced the name Hashim Thabit, seven foot three center from Connecticut. Couldn't even get to the offensive side of the floor because he was so doggone tired. Let's say Zion Williamson plays a healthy Golden State team, which we know in the last five years was the highest scoring team in the league, averaging 120 points per game. You know how Golden State loves to run. Imagine Zion Williamson playing against them. Imagine Zion Williamson playing against them. Huh? When you're playing against a team that loves to run up and down the floor, say like the Clippers, say like the Lakers, and I know Zion Williamson is putting up a lot of points right now, but extrapolate that over 82 games and see how he does. Remember, he missed the first third of the season or almost the first half of the season because of an injury that he couldn't heal from, which leads to weight. This is from someone who's been in that fight and is still in that fight. I've had many an injury with the lower parts of my body because until recently, I couldn't take off the weight. Because I couldn't take off the weight. I I am not an athlete, nor am I claiming to be an athlete. Don't get it twisted. But I just see the same problem with Zion Williamson if he doesn't drop some weight and if he doesn't change positions, if he doesn't develop a consistent jump shot, hell, if he doesn't develop a couple of good post moves. You want Zion to really dominate? Don't lob him the ball. Teach him a couple of post moves that he can commit to memory so he doesn't fall by the wayside like Kwame Brown did. And, yes, I'm bringing up a couple of scrubs because I don't want Zion to fall that way. I don't want Zion Williamson to fall the way of LeBron James. Am I putting LeBron James and scrub in the same sentence? Y'all know me and y'all know this show. You do the math. I don't want to see Zion Williamson's career wasted because he could not get in shape because he couldn't develop a post game because he couldn't develop a consistent jump shot because he couldn't work on his footwork i do not want to see zion williamson go by the wayside and though he's putting up a lot of points 
though he is putting up a lot of great numbers, great numbers, okay? He's putting up a lot of great numbers. Trust me, I know what I'm watching, but I'm also old school enough to know that there's a lot of improvement that can be made with Zion Williamson. I say this about all rookies. I look at it from a very critical, from a very critical prism. A very critical prism. I don't care if it's RJ Barrett or Zion Williamson. I say the same thing about Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. I've said the same thing about Kobe Bean Bryant. Because once upon a time, if you can believe it, I didn't like Kobe Bryant's game. But at least the players that I mentioned, save LeBron, figured out the holes in their game. I just hope Zion does too before it's four years too late. Go! Call Johnson for letting me borrow that sound. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Full Press NBA Podcast. I want to thank y'all for listening, and I'll be back with you tomorrow as we'll have more scores, more updates, more opinions, more interviews, and more great NBA talk. Remember, this is your daily cheat sheet for all things NBA. And throughout the course of next week, I'll offer my thoughts on the Chicago Bulls, the Philadelphia 76ers, and why I still do not trust the Milwaukee Bucks. That'll be all next week. I'm expecting Danny Thompson to stop by and climb in the hot seat as well as Courtney Harden. You'll love that conversation. And, and some more great guests are scheduled to stop by over the coming days. And on Tuesday, when I talk to you guys from Charlotte, North Carolina, got a couple of special guests trying to get lined up here. Keep you updated and I'll keep you posted. This podcast is presented by sportscaster.com and presented on fullpresscoverage.com and also presented wherever you get your podcast. Keep subscribing and keep listening and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow for another edition of the Full Press NBA Podcast. Till then, have a great Friday. God bless everybody. The proceeding has been a presentation of Snowman Digital Media. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. They do have a timeout. Decide not to use it. Curry, way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! One second remaining in the regular season, possibly. Out to Kobe. What a way to finish! Are you kidding me? Curry comes to the ball. Goes to the corner. Catches. Works up. Hondexter. Fade away. Three. Short. Rebound. Spades. Curry in the corner. Shoots. On the way. Got it! He hit it! They get it to Fisher. He scores! Yeah, Victor scores at the buzzer! And it goes to Bird. Bird up fake. Bird takes the shot. It's gone! All right, it's win or lose. Game six for the Bulls. Ten seconds. And with it, of course, the championship. Jordan, 20-footer, head of the key. Good! Chicago by one. And the Utah Jazz take time. Michael Jordan. From the top of the key to put the Bulls up 87-86. For more information, log on to snowmandigitalmedia.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.